What up? We are back again today here with the Big Ten Football Focus Podcast. Happy to be with you guys. Looking forward to an amazing week six slate of games. Uh, Since the last time we had this podcast, uh, we had a firing of uh, one Paul Chris from the uh, Wisconsin Badgers. We'll be getting into that. Of course, we'll be doing the betting preview as well and uh, getting into that. uh, Some interesting lines uh, this week that I'm really excited to talk about. But we are going to first start off with the news that everyone's talking about, at least they did for a little bit, um, and it's kind of, I feel like it's been swept under the rug for whatever reason, uh, and that is the Wisconsin Badgers firing their head coach. Uh, we'll start off with that and then on to the betting preview afterwards. So I'm just going to take a couple minutes to give you my thoughts on it. I was going to do an emergency podcast, but then I said, you know what? I want to marinate. I want to marinate in this take. Uh, I was told a long time ago, when I was in junior high, high school probably, uh, they said, it's not always the best to be first, Tyler. It is good to be right. So uh, I grew up very competitive young little boy. Uh, I, I did all kinds of sports, uh, ended up running collegiately for cross country and track. So I always had this, this tenacity inside of me, right? And every parent-teacher conference, every time on my report cards, he needs to slow down, he needs to slow down he needs to slow down and uh you know take a minute so that's what i wanted to do i've learned throughout my my brief 25 years on this earth that i've got to wait because i want to get it right i want my thoughts to to be portrayed to you guys in a way that you understand it so when i saw the news first off shocked and i was like okay let's see let's see why they would do that so everyone's throwing out uh, throwing out stats. Well, you know, he was 84 and 42 going into the year and that brings his win total to 86 and 45 and uh you know, he's been to this bowl, that bowl and the other bowl and 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 uh, Paul Chris is is this this staple within uh the Wisconsin University. It's, it's a staple. I'm sorry I'm making a voice. That's how ridiculous it sounded. Now, I don't advocate for anyone to lose their job because you want to know what? What about if somebody's at my job saying, fire this guy, fire this guy, you suck, you made one mistake, we need to fire you. Uh, okay, understandable. I, I don't want that going, so I never want to go at this guy's job. But let's. I'm going to take the, the position of Wisconsin, had this discussion last year and let me tell you why last year their only i mean they're only really big they had a couple of quote-unquote big wins but their big win was against iowa but they lost to penn state who was ranked they lost to notre dame who was ranked they lost to michigan who was ranked uh and then they beat up on on arizona state they don't go to the big 10 championship game they haven't won the Big Ten championship game in the last five years, but they've only been twice in the last five years, right? So, I mean, nothing too crazy. You lost to Ohio State twice. But in my opinion, the firing came last year. Now, they did beat Purdue. Purdue was ranked 25th the year that, when they played them last year. And then they beat Iowa at home 27-7, which you're like, okay, there, there, was a, there was an argument to be made that they, you know, they, they, that they're – that they didn't do it. But why I say that is that they lost to those ranked teams last year. In 2020, they lost to number 19 Northwestern, number 10 Iowa, and they beat number 19 Minnesota 
in overtime. The year before that, in 2019, they lost to number three Iowa, or Ohio State, sorry. They beat number 18 Iowa, beat uh, number nine Minnesota, beat number 11 Michigan, lost to number two Ohio State. In 2018, lost to Michigan, number 12, right? Lost to Penn State, number 21. And then the year before that, they had two ranked wins, Iowa and Michigan, lost to Ohio State in the championship. So really, there wasn't a ton of production, it kind of felt like. It felt like in the big games, they shrunk. So then this year, you're looking at it, well, they lost to Washington State at home, and a lot of people are pointing that was when they, they, were, they knew they were going to file Paul Chris. No, they knew they were going to fire him last year when he lost to Minnesota, or last year when he lost to Michigan-Notre Dame consecutively, when they started the season off 1-3. and three after losses to Penn State, Notre Dame, Michigan. That's my opinion on it. I think this has been brewing for a while. And so then they go to Ohio State and get housed by Ohio State. I mean, just absolutely obliterated, 52-21. to 21. And then they lose to Illinois. They lose to the guy that was fired or let go, stepped down, whatever you want to call it, however they want to say it politically, right? Uh, Brett Bielema. He goes into Madison and beats them 10 to 34. Not a close game, 24 points. And then, of course, they, they, you know, the, the news comes out that they fired him. But why I say that is that I think, you know, the Wisconsin, the, the people, the, the decision makers are like, okay, if this is a year that we're not destroying the Big Ten West, what year are we going to? Iowa has looked downright terrible at times. Minnesota just lost to Purdue. And Purdue has had its ups and downs, has played strong, but it's Purdue. We should be able to handle them. And Nebraska just fired their coach. Uh, you know, Northwestern looks like an absolute tire fire. And Illinois, a team that we always just absolutely destroy, is 4-1 and one and came into our house and beat us. They're looking around. And then I, I think they're looking... Uh, like I said, last year and then this year, they said, you know what? The players for Penn State are better than we are. The players for Michigan are better than what we are. The players for Ohio State are better than what we are. There's a saying in the NFL, right? The NFL stands for not for long. And a lot of, and, and you see this bleeding of the college schemes into the NFL world, right? I think that's starting to bleed into, there's, I think there's a reverse bleeding down into it. People are way less patient. They want to win now. They want to be at the. They want to be a talking point. They teams like Wisconsin are not okay going nine of nine and four or two and three to start the season. And I'm completely fine with it. I thought Paul Chris was a good hire. I didn't think he was a great hire. I think that a lot of times Wisconsin doesn't seem to get out of their way. Uh, and I'm not saying they need to go, you know, to to Lincoln Riley and say, hey, you know, blank check. What do you want to come here? Because I think Wisconsin comes with its own uh, individual challenges, right? But they are the pride of the state, and they need and they should 110% be able to compete with the likes of Notre Dame, uh, Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State, and obviously Illinois for sure. So it was an ugly. It was an ugly move. Uh, I don't. I wouldn't say that their their season is over. Uh, they do have Northwestern up this week. They've got Michigan State, who's looked not real good this year, and Purdue, which you always seem. You know, uh, they always seem to to pull out the wins against Purdue. Uh, and so, 
they haven't lost to him in the last five years, so I don't think that they'll they'll lose to him again. They could, but it is at home in Madison. So I think they, they made this move a long time ago. Now, it'll be interesting to see where they go uh, with it. We have two vacant uh, coaching you know, spots open, you know, in Nebraska and Wisconsin. And I, I really think these, these organizations are not, they're not patient anymore. They gave Paul Chris eight years. What did he do? Okay. Yeah. You had a good record, but we don't want to just a good record. We want to be playing in the playoffs. We want to be in the national conversation. And quite frankly, I don't feel like the last, you know, since 2017, you really haven't been in the national conversation. Those are my thoughts on that. Uh, sorry, of course, you know, you, you never want to see a guy get fired. Uh, we'll definitely be creating a list of, of teams or people that they, that we'd go after. I love the speculation of the coaching searches, but if I was Wisconsin, I would go find uh, a bright, young offensive coordinator, let him make mistakes, let him deconstruct Wisconsin. Of course, stay true to the running game. I'm not arguing that, but deconstruct it, let him build, because you saw what happened at Michigan. You've seen what Ohio State's been able to do. You've seen what James Franklin's been able to do at Penn State. You're seeing what Brett Bielema, with a very smart, smart offensive coordinator, is able to do at Illinois. Go and do it. Get out of your way. Break the mold and progress forward. That's my, that's my thoughts on, on that. So now we're going to be jumping into the betting preview. As always, we like to go through every single one of these games. Uh, it's just kind of... Uh, one of my one of my fun things to do predict as many games as as possible predict the games to win the games to lose uh you know and 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 of course the spread of course always psa uh be careful when you're gambling of course there's always helplines there's help desk that can you can get help if if it's becoming an addiction uh please gamble responsibly gambling is a ton of fun but when you are are uh gambling the money you don't have that's when it can get ugly so of course always psa be careful when you're gambling and um but we're going to be trying to do the best that we can do with the lines that we have right now so the first game up we have we have Rutgers versus Nebraska it's a Friday night game and let me tell you just uh, another PSA this might be the hardest week that I have seen with the numbers I think Vegas is on one this week and it is going to be very difficult to predict some of these games. I'm, I'm, I'm a little nervous this week. After a couple of losing weeks, now we've been close, three and four, four and five, right? Um, the spread were 30 and 24 overall this season, but this week is incredibly, incredibly difficult. I don't know if I love a number out there. And so this is what I would tell you uh, that I'd want to bet the numbers. Of course, we always give the spread pick. And then for the people that just want to pick straight up the money line, we give those picks as well. But we do it as kind of a prediction. Uh, and so we're going to jump into it. But first up, Rutgers, Nebraska. Excited for this game for a couple of reasons. I think Rutgers is a good team, obviously proven. Uh, last year, they're able to win, you know, able to, to, to shake it up a little bit, go five and eight. Um and I was ready to bet Rutgers. Right now, uh, the line is Nebraska minus three. Uh, and I was ready to go full in on Rutgers. I thought that they played well the first quarter against Ohio State. It was on the road. There was uh, a stat out there that I found very, very compelling. Okay, Going into 2022, the Scarlet Knights, Rutgers Scarlet Knights, right, have lost 19 straight home conference games. 19 and there's six and 13 against the spread in that time. They lost to Iowa this year, which means they're now 20 straight. 
uh, losses on home conference games, which means they're six and fourteen against the spread because they did not. I believe the spread was like seven and a half, and we took Rutgers in that game. Uh, so I've got a bet with the statistics here. I wanted to bet Rutgers. I think three points is a very fair one for Nebraska, and I know I don't think Nebraska is a good team. I think they beat um, an Indiana team that might have been a little overrated. I think Nebraska picks up the win. Uh, I still think Nebraska has its issues. I'm going to go 28 to 24. I think it's going to be close. Uh, I think Nebraska scores a late touchdown to go up and win. Uh, but I could see the flip side. I could honestly see the opposite argument. Rutgers at home coming off of an emotional win against or loss against Ohio State. Obviously, his temper flared at the end. Greg Schiano trying to establish himself back as the, the you know the head coach. Uh, getting you know it's his third year getting back. Hopefully to a a uh, a bull berth and I could see the argument that they win I just don't think it's going to happen I think Rutgers moves to 3-3 and 28-24 for Nebraska the next game up we have and this is Saturday morning is the Michigan against Indiana game uh, you know Michigan has dominated the series uh, it's been since around 2009, Michigan has, like I said, utterly dominated. Uh, they did lose to Indiana in 2020, 21-38. Uh, I believe they're 4-7 and against the spread uh, against Indiana. Now, they are on the road, but right now, that win over Iowa uh, just showed me Michigan's legit, and the loss that, that uh, uh, Indiana had to Nebraska Showed a lot, too. I think Indiana is, is a very mid-level team. I think they're going to be right about that 500 mark. And I think Michigan, um, after having a lackluster victory over Maryland at home, was able to go on the road and beat Iowa the, the way they did. I just don't think that Indiana has the defense, uh, the defensive uh personnel to beat Michigan. I think that Michigan's uh, defensive personnel is going to shut down pretty much everyone on Indiana. Now, the the line is 21 and a half, which I think uh, it's going to be closer than that. I would say right at 21 points. I want to go 42 to 21 uh, for Michigan. Now, I did bet against Michigan um, last week, uh, and I said, you know, Iowa to cover. And so I'm, I'm a little, but I think that half point, I think Michigan gets up on them, uh, and this kind of puts them away after that. Uh, if this number comes down, you know, a lot of people are coming in on this Indiana line uh, at 21 and a half, and it gets down to 17 points, 16, 15, two touchdowns, then that's when I would be taking uh, Michigan. Uh, but that half point, I, I, I really see Michigan winning by three touchdowns, and that's it. So I think Indiana, you know, gets a backdoor cover. But then again, I could see Michigan. Michigan absolutely housing them, uh, just like they did to Hawaii, Connecticut, and uh, Colorado State this year, too. So, like I said, very, very difficult week to predict. I'm excited. Uh, this is probably, the, like I said, the, the most difficult I've had, so it's going to be the most fun that I've had uh, digging into these games as well. The next game up we have after that is Purdue against Maryland. This is, again, another difficult game, and I could see both sides of the argument uh, for, for who you're taking or who you're going to argue. So right now, the line is minus three towards Maryland. It started at minus four, so people obviously are coming in on Purdue. A little bit of money coming in. Uh, 
now, as I look at the stats and the numbers and everything, I think, uh, you know, the, the, the Terps are, are, are two and one straight up and against the spread against them. Uh, the last time that Purdue beat uh, the Terps was uh, in 2019. Uh, so, uh, you know, two and one, not, not a ton of, of super long history here. Maryland at home, I've doubted them. I've, I've, bet against them a lot against, you know, SMU. I bet against them. Michigan, I bet against them. Michigan State, I bet against them. I've been on the wrong side. And so just for my sanity, I'm going to bet them. I'm going to say Maryland by three points. And I'm actually going to go with a 31 to 21 to 24 victory for Maryland. I think, uh, you know, Purdue uh, coming off a very emotional win. Uh, you just beat Minnesota, who had been, you know, arguably the, the front runner in that side of the conference. Uh, I think Purdue loses to them. And then I think they, they rattle off two wins. Uh, Purdue is just this gritty team. And if they can turn it into, you know, ground and pound and long drives like they've done, uh, then, th- then they're going to be fine. Uh, they played really good against Penn State. They played really good against Syracuse in the losses. I think they're going to play great against Maryland. I think it's just the back-to-back uh, games on the road is where I'm going to be betting against them. Uh, three points is a very tasty line. Uh, if it got up to four or five, I would say probably Purdue. Uh, I, even though I'm predicting them to win by seven, I'm taking Maryland minus three, so I want to go all the way up to seven. Um, that's my prediction of the score, uh, but I could see the argument for Purdue as well. Uh, but I think Maryland's playing great right now. And, and right now, I think they're going to only have one loss going into their bye week, staring that, that last little bit, uh, you know, dead in the eye and hoping that you can pull off uh, some wins against Wisconsin, Penn State, Ohio State, and Rutgers. I think, you know, a 9-3 and three, uh, season or a 10-2 and two season is beyond achievable. And I've been very impressed with this Maryland team uh, so far this year. Next game up as we transition is uh, who we were just talking about at the beginning of the show, the Wisconsin Badgers taking on the Northwestern Wildcats. Now, uh, Northwestern has burned me as well. Uh, I've bet against them so many times, so many times. Uh, Obviously, they they, they played very well against Penn State. uh, But I'm just going to say uh, Wisconsin is going is a very emotional week, and I think that there's a certain uh, argument to be made that the the new coaching staff, the interim team, and the, and the everybody comes together and says, "Let's go win it for ourselves." He wasn't, you know, it, who cares if they lose? Uh, we're going to go win it for ourselves. Right now, the line is minus ten, and I uh, in favor of Wisconsin. I think that's right on the money. Uh, I see. I really see Wisconsin winning by ten, but because I have to, you know, predict uh, the the overall outcome of this game, I think it's going to be a low scoring affair. Uh, and so I want to twenty one seven for Wisconsin. Uh, I just don't see the firepower that Northwestern has. I think Northwestern is. Um, Going through a year that I did not predict, I thought they would be seven and five to six and six. It does not look like they're going to be able to get to that with the losses that they have sustained. They've played tough. They always play tough. I just see ten points right on the money, but I think uh, they win. I think Northwestern wins um, twenty-one to seven. I would even put seventeen to seven, uh, but I'm just going to do it just to cover my butt at uh, twenty-one to seven for in favor of Wisconsin. Mm. 
Now we're on to our final two games. A couple of games that I think uh, are are interesting, intriguing. This one, the one that we're about to talk to, I don't think uh, as much. Uh, right now, Ohio State is on another plane. Uh, their offense, I and, and personally, I think their weakness is their defense. But they can flat out score the flipping ball. Outside of the Notre Dame game, who had a good defense, uh, they put up some incredible numbers. They're taking on Michigan State. Right now, the line is uh, 26 and a half. I think Ohio State is going to take care of, of I, I really think they're just going to take care of uh, Michigan State. Michigan State has not looked good. Uh, there's an argument to be made. Uh, you know, Mel Tucker, third year, uh, you know, he's got his kids into the system. They should be better. Uh, offense has seen, you know, very lackluster with only uh, one super impressive offensive outing. So even though it's at home, I think uh, Ohio State. I mean, like I said, fifteen and three straight up, twelve and six against the spread uh, the last uh, eighteen years. I'm going to go with uh, with history on this one. I think it'd be fifty six to fourteen. I think Ohio State just has they just have too much firepower on the offensive end, and I think it's going to show uh, the the rest of the league. Uh, you've got to have a good defense to beat us. This is the first road game Ohio State has played, uh, but I don't think that matters too much in this scenario because it's Michigan State. Ohio State is an off for a week and then taking on Iowa. So they're getting into the teeth of their schedule uh, with Michigan State, Iowa, and Penn State as the next three teams. I think they take care of all three. Ohio State's looks phenomenal. Uh, and I'm excited to, to watch the game. But again, I think this is going to be another Ohio State beatdown. Sorry, Spartan fans. That's just the reality of it. 56-14 for Ohio. Now we are finally on to the last game. And as promised on Twitter, right? Follow us at Big Ten Pod. Uh, we had, uh, we, we said that we were going to be talking about Illinois, Illinois, Illinois. That was one, two, and three for, uh, you know, Monday's podcast. And today I love talking about the fighting Illini. I, I love it. I, I think it is it has been so much fun. Uh, they've been such an intriguing team. And like I said, one bad defensive series costs them this this uh, this entire game, right? Uh, this season or they would be undefeated. Now, part of the hype around Illinois, right, is that Illinois has played very good sound offense. They have, you know, the leading rusher in in the United States, right, across uh the, the FBS, and they have an amazing backup running back. They have a very competent, uh, you know, s captain at uh, quarterback, Tommy DeVito. They have a very, very smart, offensive-minded uh, coach. Uh, that was, uh, what was his last name? I believe it was Taylor. He was at UTSA before, the offensive coordinator. Very, very smart. And I think this is going to be a war of attrition. Uh, Illinois, is our, Illinois is getting three and a half points. And that's where I'm going to stop. I think Illinois wins this game. I think it's going to be by just three points. I want to go 27 to 24 for the Fighting Illini. Um, but I think that Iowa covers. I think that Iowa's defense is going to keep them in it. Uh, I think it's, like I said, a fairly low-scoring affair. Nothing super crazy. Uh, but I think that Illinois is, is, is better than Rutgers. So I think they're going to give it to them. Um, they're going to give it to Iowa. But I think Iowa covers. I think that three and a half. Um, now they are on the road. And... Uh, 
makes it makes it just that much more intriguing. I don't think Iowa's offense is that good. Uh, 24 points is asking a lot because they against good teams this year, they just really haven't done that. But I think it's going to be a three-point game. I think Illinois has a last-second drive where they get it into field goal range. It's going to be 24-24. Illinois kicks it uh, and beats the Hawkeyes. Uh, and Illinois improves to 5-1 and one with, honestly, the inside track uh, to be going to Indianapolis, which would be absolutely incredible. We are very hyped to talk about Illinois this year. Um, I think they can move to 5-1. Five and uh, five and one. I wouldn't be surprised if Iowa gets them, uh, but I, I'm very intrigued, very interested to watch uh, this, this week's game. And, uh, you know, we have a couple, uh, we have a team, we have Minnesota has a bye this week, which we obviously won't be able to talk about them. Hopefully they get right on the bye week, uh, you know, after that embarrassing loss. And uh, Penn State on the bye. We're not going to be able, we didn't talk about them uh, as they uh, prepare for Michigan in two weeks' time. So this has been another betting podcast. We're hoping that we can get back on track this uh, this week, right? As always, be sure to follow us at Big Ten Pod. Submit your questions. I am excited to be talking about all of those questions uh, for next week's podcast. As always, we do two podcasts a week. We like to keep it short and sweet for you guys. Uh, wherever you guys are listening, be sure to like, comment, rate, review, subscribe to our podcast, and we will bring you all the updated thoughts, insight into the Big Ten Conference. I hope you guys have a wonderful week. Enjoy another great Saturday and Friday night of football. Have a good one.